This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, listeners. Welcome to your bonus episode of Powerlines from Ukraine to the world. I am Anastasia Lapatina. And I'm Jakub Parushinsky. For this week's bonus, we're speaking about Roman Ratushne, a well-known Ukrainian activist who fought to preserve green spaces in Kiev, then joined the military and was killed by Russians in June of this year. We're bringing you an extended version of our interview with Marina Khromych. She's an executive director of the Yura Foundation and a friend of Roman's. We also reached out to Artur Haritonov, the president of the Liberal Democratic League of Ukraine and the main coordinator of Free Hong Kong Center. He was a close friend of Roman too, and he told us about Roman's legacy. Nastya, you know a lot of civil society activists. Did you ever meet Roman? I didn't, actually. And I regret I regret this to this day because something like a year and a half ago, before the war, I was in Kyiv and Arthur actually invited me to a conference that he was helping organize. And I was at that event. A lot of activists also were there, including Roma. And of course, I knew uh, I knew of him, of course. And I saw him and I took a mental note that, oh, maybe I should go talk to him and, and introduce myself. We have a lot of common friends. But I never did. I think there is even a picture of me um, sitting on one of the chairs and Roman is also in a corner talking. So we we were so close, but our paths never crossed. And I, w- I was with my friend the day that the news came out that he was killed. And I remember it, it was tragic. It was it was so tragic because somehow it really felt like I did know him. And, and a lot of my friends told me the same thing, that they never met Roman, but they they felt that this this particular loss was so personal to them. Yeah, it's it's difficult to talk about this. I can't even imagine what people who actually knew him go through. On that note, let's hear from Arthur. If you would like to ask who was Roman Ratushny, I would say definitely he was a hero for us, for his friends. He definitely was a good friend, a very close friend and very hardworking friend, passionate about the future of Ukraine and the future of the globe. I think it's something very, very, very important to know about him, that he was a very, very open-minded person and very global-minded person. And he was very justice lover because, you know, like uh, moral heroes have, like to fight injustice, to fight every evil we can find in the world. And he tried to be everywhere. He tried to support everyone who needs the support. And very unfortunately, the Russian criminals, the Russian sacks have killed him. And we never will fulfill the lost. Of course, Ukraine lost the brightest hero as well as the civil society. And we lost people who know him, a very great friend of us. But in my personal case, I think I lost a very important strategic partner to deal against the evil 
because um, it's very hard to find someone who shares the same vision of freedom and have the same um, feeling of how to defend the freedom. Also, I think that uh, he actually became a symbol for the next generation of Ukrainians. And actually, it's something he personally would like, you know, because uh, I can say he was a kind of humble and uh, he never been outspoken about himself and his personal achievements. But uh, it's something he actually also tried to do is to show that his example could be used by the upcoming young freedom fighters. And I do believe that many and many generations ahead, they will learn Roma stories, they will open the history book of Ukraine, find his pictures, read his biography, and to gain on inspiration. And I'm extremely happy that people outside Ukraine already know his story, and these people are actually exchanging these knowledges with own friends and all colleagues and fellow brothers and sisters uh, fighting against uh, global autocracy. So it's something making us very strong. I mean, his his spirit and everything he actually transferred to us after the death. The lost still pains and uh, the gap inside uh, us inside myself and it's very hard to say that we will remember him because it's very hard to accept that there is no Roma anymore but at the same time I have very clear understanding that Roma will never accept our mourning cries or any bad mood his motto was to do work and to do it effectively and everything what making us less effective is bad. Zeus, any morning is bad. That is why with all my insight pain, I have also very strong feeling of hope. And um, I also know that we as a civil society, as young people fighting for freedom in Ukraine, would need definitely to continue his work because he had a lot of points in his to-do list. And right now, this doing list is up to us. So we will definitely continue the way Roma started and uh, we'll try to do our best. As Arthur says, it's very uplifting in a sense to see how much Roman's life and achievements were recognized abroad. The story of his death traveled across the globe. There were obituaries in The Economist and Financial Times. And as painful as it is, uh, it's important that his efforts have left a mark and have allowed the world to recognize the battle that young Ukrainians have fought for many years now to transform their country. Right. And I think Arthur's description of Roman kind of managing to bring people together, right, to to work together for a particular goal and motivate people, even after his death, is so sad, of course, but it's also so beautiful and really echoes what Marina had to say when, when I spoke with her. 
let's uh, let's hear more from Marina. Привіт. Привіт, Настя. I love I love saying hi in Ukrainian to guests from Ukraine. Let's start with just you introducing yourself and telling us how you know Roman. My name is Marina Hrmych. Uh, now I work as an executive director of the Eura Foundation. This is a advocacy and analytical center which is uh, dealing primarily with uh, judicial reform and rule of law issues in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Basically, we are pushing uh, one of the most important issues in our country now because probably you know that the judicial reform and the reform of constitutional court are two of uh, seven obligations which we have as a EU candidacy status. Yeah. We're doing uh, our best to to fight with corruption and uh, lack of integrity in judicial system mm-hmm. and uh, we consider it as our own frontline because we know that a lot of judges has been always really connected to Russia. Right. We know plenty of cases when uh, their children are living in Moscow mm-hmm. and having some business there, having some property there. Some people even have a Russian passport, right? There was this whole scandal recently. Yes. Yes, we have uh, this case with Bogdan Lvov, one of the main judges of the whole country. And uh, yes, uh, the journalists uh, recently found out that he has a Russian passport and uh, he was dismissed from his position as a judge. Mm-hmm. But he is now trying to reinstate himself. Yes. And he's doing it through a very corrupted and pro-Russian uh, court <laughs> or us. Right, right. <laughs> it's in Ukrainian. Yeah. This is like the most notorious court in Ukraine for context for yeah, our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Nothing good happens in those walls. Yeah, and uh, I've met Roma on one of the rallies that we have organized as an uh, initiative for justice in the Katya Hanzuk case. Mm-hmm. She was a civil activist from Kherson. She was attacked in uh, summer of 2018. Basically, uh, her case wasn't the first attack on uh, the representative of civil society in Ukraine, because uh, in 2017 and 2018, there was a huge wave of attacks and persecution of plenty of activists, civil activists from all around Ukraine. But her case was the most uh, terrible because she was attacked with a sulfuric acid. Right. Almost liter of uh, this acid was poured on her body, on her head, on her back. And uh, she spent three months in hospital fighting for her life. Mm-hmm. She had 14 surgeries during this period, but unfortunately she died. This just shows how dangerous it is and how dangerous it can be yeah. uh, to be an activist in Ukraine. So Roma wasn't living the, the, the safest life with his activism. Sure. And uh, Roma, as a lot of other people, a lot of other civil activists understood that this case is very important because if we do not get justice in this case, so we cannot expect anything good for ourselves. And mm-hmm. e- each civil activist can be the same. So yes, this was a case which united very different people. Mm-hmm. And not only civil activists, but just ordinary people who, who just seek for justice in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he uh, helped us a lot because he 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 was very active, you know, very responsible person. Right. I knew that I can always rely on him. That uh, if he said that he will be there on five o'clock, you can be there at five o'clock and expect uh, Rama with everything he he promised you to to bring. So, yes, it was it was a pleasure being with him and knowing that. This is the next generation. You can just, I don't know, go retired <laughs> and expect that uh, Roma will be uh, uh, after you and uh, will the, do the job of this civil mm -hmm. society and mm -hmm. so on. So Katya actually united all of us mm -hmm. and uh, she was doing that during all of her life. Mm -hmm. And even after her death, she's doing that as Rama also did. He united very different people who lived in the area of uh, Protasiv Yar. Mm -hmm. When he was telling the stories about his neighbors, you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, unbelievable because very, very different people were united because of his will to to save this area to uh, to have justice <laughs> again for for this part of mm -hmm. Kiev not to lose it and so on yeah mm -hmm. could you could you then explain for our listeners a bit what was what is even protasivyar and and what happened there how did roman get involved and who were the people trying to build over it and so forth rama was fighting with one of the strongest uh, construction mafia in uh, Kyiv and he was trying to save the green area mm -hmm. in the very center of the Kyiv. Mm -hmm. His case actually is a success story mm -hmm. of having the justice for this community which was fighting for this green area. Roma was elected by this community as a leader mm -hmm. and uh, he has done so many things to unite this, as I said, very different people. Mm -hmm. And uh, to get uh, the support of other initiatives from Kyiv, from, I don't know, other regions, from ecological initiatives. So, yes, he was very, he had that aim to save this green area because it's uh, it's a huge problem for, for Kyiv with these uh, constructions. And I would be very frankly that often they are very ugly yeah. and uh, impossible for living. I, I can... I agree with that. Why was it Pratasivyar that mattered so much to him? Um, I never asked him why he was doing that. But I guess it's it's about what we can do. Yeah. I'm just uh, imagining that someone would ask me, why why do I do <laughs> all of the things that I'm doing? Yeah, That's just because I can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, you, know you, you don't spend your childhood dreaming how you're going to be the civil activist or right. <laughs> stuff like that. You're just becoming a grown up and you see some injustice. And if you want this uh, justice to be done, to be received, mm -hmm. I don't know, you, you are just doing what you can do right. to make it happen. That's, I guess, why Rama was doing it, mm -hmm. because he could do that. He was famous from 16 because he was one of the students who was beaten on Maidan Nezaleznesti right. uh, at the beginning of the Revolution of Dignity. That was essentially one of the main events that sparked the revolution when the protesters were beaten up. Yes. And uh, I remember him telling me about that night. And it was crazy because 
he had no fear, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, mm-hmm. the very interesting fact about Roma that when he was telling about something, even about that night uh, on Maidan, he had no fear. He he was just so oriented on on the justice, on some something which has to be done right in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he was so fearless in all of this. And uh, even when he went to fight for independence of Ukraine after the 24th of February, Mm -hmm. again, he was fearless. And that inspired me earlier. And I guess it would inspire me during the the end of my life. Do you remember his reaction to the full-scale invasion? Was he surprised? Did he anticipate it was going to happen? He was not, because uh, he was one of those who realized that this big war will happen anyway, that uh, the only reasonable actions what can be is preparing for this war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't agree with him because I didn't believe that a war like this could happen because I, I considered Russian people and Putin himself more, you know, clever because mm-hmm. the, the, this war is not... The, the, Doesn't make sense. Yes, uh, totally. Yeah. But uh, Roma was among those people who were just preparing himself, doing everything he could, learning how to shoot, learning how to mm-hmm. do other things and uh, how to be good in all of that. So he knew right away that he was going to join the army and go and fight. That wasn't a difficult decision for him. Yes. Yes, totally. Um, do you do you remember how you heard that he was killed? Uh, I have a dog and uh, I, I went for a walk with her. I just closed the door and some of uh, our common friends wrote a message in, uh, in our chat that something happened to Roma. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I stopped. Uh, I sat down on on just on the street and uh, I started crying. People were walking by uh, trying to calm me down, but uh, I was like, "I'm okay. I'm okay. Just just leave me alone." And um, unfortunately, I was the one who informed uh, Evgenia Zakrevska about about this because I. I thought that she might know more information because, of course, I didn't believe that this is true because it's it's Roma. Uh, he cannot be dead. It's Roma Ratushny. He he's one of the most alive person that that I know. So um, so it's impossible, of course. And uh, I expected that Zhenya will say like. Yes, he's okay. Why you are discussing something like that? So it's it's a bullshit. Just leave me alone. And because Zhenya uh, has joined the armed forces of Ukraine from the very beginning of the full scale invasion too, mm-hmm. and um, from one side I was worried that I will bother her and and stuff like that. But from the other side, I just wanted her to to say me that no, it's not true. Roma is okay. Mm-hmm. Just go walk with your dog <laughs> and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But uh, she called me, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes later when we, um, we, I mean, different friends of uh, Rama who are still in one chat, we were trying to find out uh, more information, something actually that could prove that this <laughs> information is not uh, real. 
But unfortunately, we we were finding uh, more details about his death. And when uh, Zhenya called, I couldn't uh, keep myself calm. And I was crying and, and telling her that, that uh, Rama was dead. Mm-hmm. Probably I should uh, do that in some other way because... Zhenya Zakrevska was one of the closest friends of uh, Roma, but I was so, so frustrated, so, so, I don't know, so ruined. Uh, so I did that how I did. And uh, the very first days were very uh, terrible because we understood that we cannot go public with that because right. uh, his body was was uh, still lying um, in the gray zone. Yeah, and uh, it is very risky for the militaries to go there just to take his body uh, home. Uh, they managed to to do that because of the rain. <laughs> I remember one of his friends uh, wrote a tweet like, um, "Infantry don't like rain, but not today." We knew that rain will help them get the body back. Mm-hmm. And uh, after they did it, all of the the conversations <laughs> regarding the funeral raised up and stuff like that. And uh, after we found out that he, he said that he would like to, the money w- which should be paid after the death of the military should be transferred to the musician uh, group to the cultural initiative and stuff like that it was crazy because he was only 24 but he even thought about things like that because (laughs) who are thinking about this when you are 24 yeah you're thinking about i don't know how to get in love how to to do something in your future yeah 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 and that was crazy yeah i never knew roman personally but I remember when I started seeing on Twitter all of these news that he was killed. It was so tragic. And I saw so many people who who knew of him, who knew a lot about his work, but didn't know him personally, who were absolutely devastated. And it was so shocking to me in a way, right? Because I was to- like my day was totally ruined. I mean, I was just thinking about this story all day long and then for days to come. And I never even knew the guy. Right. Yeah. And then there were so many of my friends as well who were in the same situation, some of them crying, even though they too didn't know Roman. So he had this ability to touch people without ever knowing them. I actually attended the funeral at the church, but I didn't go to the memorial later that was happening in Maidan and then to the burial. I assume you were there, right? Yeah. Were you were you shocked to see so many people? I remember the crowd was huge. So many people knew Roma. And uh, as you said, even those who didn't uh, know him personally, they obviously knew about his case with this uh, black square, about Protasiv Yar, about uh, Serhii Stranenko and his support of Serhii. So... I'm sure that lots of people knew about him and uh, knew that he was a really great person, really one of the brightest, one of the bravest, very clever, very intelligent. And it's a great loss for the whole generation because people like him should become, I don't know, at least the next mayor of Kiev, at least or probably the next president or something like that. 
they shouldn't die. And it's awful that <laughs> this Russian war is uh, stealing the future of, of Ukraine, stealing the brightest uh, people of our country, those who, who should be leading it and uh, doing something useful, something great in here. So yes, uh, uh, I know that it's very important to tell the world stories about people like Roma and the sacrifice during this war is so huge. So we don't have any chance to get tired, to surrender or something like that. So we just have to remember that we are fighting not only for ourselves, but in the memory of Roma, of Kata and other people who died for Ukraine, for our independence, for us to be free. It's very important for us to remember about them and uh, to keep part of their soul in our hearts and uh, Sometimes, of course, it's it's painful to realize that these people are gone, but at the same time, it makes us stronger and it gives us no doubts in what we are doing and what we are fighting for. I'm so sorry that all of this is happening. And also, immense thank you for, for doing this. Thank you so much for listening to Power Lines. We'll see you next week for our regular episode where we'll be speaking to Bruce Hoffman, a world-renowned expert on terrorism studies, about a question that's been on a lot of people's minds, namely whether Russia's invasion of Ukraine can be labeled as terrorism and whether that's actually helpful. Power Lines is a partnership between the Kyiv Independent and Message Heard. It was produced by B. Duncan, Harry Stott, and Talia Agustidis. The executive producer is Sandra Ferrari. The theme music is by Tom Biddle and Alfie Godfrey.